Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Podcast. Today we are doing Rocket League, and my name is Flash. I'm joined by my co-host. His name is... Wabbits. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Welcome. And today yeah. we have a very special thing happening. Um, never happened before in our whole two episodes. <laughs> Flash, you want to want to say what's happening? So we have a guest on today, and uh, we have our guest Combo. And Combo, if you can introduce yourself briefly to uh, the audience, mm-hmm. um, what is your you know what is your expertise and things around Rocket League? Definitely. Uh, so as I said, my name is Combo. I uh, started way back when in the beta days of Rocket League. Uh, so I've been here for a while. Uh, I was a, uh, I remember actually last podcast, Wabbis was talking about getting that pretty silver crown on, uh, in season <laughs> one. Um, I had that pretty platinum crown in season oh, one. Uh, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so I've been here for a while. Uh, I played up until season four heavily. I was GC both seasons, uh, except season two. Uh, and then I uh, took a break from actually playing, started coaching a lot. Uh, and then uh, towards the end of that, I actually started writing. So for Rocketeers.gg, I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, haven't really been that active recently, but I've uh, been doing that. And then uh, heard about the Brock Esports collegiate team, hopped in and uh, looking to coach. But turned out that instead our uh, one of our captains wanted me to play. So uh, here I am, back playing. Got GC again season nine. So uh, back on my steps. And now here we are, chatting about Rocket League. Awesome, awesome. All right, and and well... I don't know if this is news, but we were, we were kind of talking about this earlier. You were confirmed to be next year's coach for Brock Esports, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. At least, at least, um, at least this year's president, cough, cough, me, uh, thinks so. But uh, <laughs> if if not, if not, we'll see what the next president says. You know, maybe maybe Definitely. it'll be a revolt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, go back to the previous president. Go back to the previous <laughs> president. What? We go back to school. Yeah, you bring. Yeah, pay for my education, guys. Speaking of which, uh, good segue. Um, I don't know if anybody ever would be silly enough to donate money, but there is a donate button on our Podbean page now. Uh, <laughs> nice sell. I like it. Nice, nice sell. Well, I don't know. I, I did not think I was gonna actually ever use that. You know, ever actually promote it. <laughs> But that was just too perfect. It was like you know a what? plate, you know, there's food on it. No one was uh-huh. looking. You just stole that little bit morsel of food. You I, just put I it did. In, put, I did. Put it in your mouth. And then um, you, yeah. The next no. step is a G Fuel sponsorship. And G here you go. F- G Fuel? <laughs> uh, yeah, G Fuel. All right. Uh, what we're actually going to start off with is with our beginner's corner because I was being schooled mm-hmm. before the podcast started, all right, by combo on some of my terminology last week. And because here, <laughs> You know, here in our world, we want to be as, you know, as up to date with the terminology, as accurate as possible. Um, Combo was going to go over some of the mistakes I did last week. All right. So what was the big one? Uh, The big one was uh, you use the word dash a lot when you're talking about what in-game is called a dodge. Some people call it a flip, whatever you want to go along there. I personally would suggest against dash purely because as, as especially you talked a lot about last week wave dashing um mm-hmm. so there might be a little bit of confusion there but uh yeah so dodging is the the actual in-game dodge. term of what it's called. i had no idea it was called a dodge yeah wow. <laughs> it's very, very european if i had to like personally say it it's not i don't know why but like it just has a bit of a european vibe to me what about the air oh. drag you ever heard of an air drag because all yeah, the actually... uk people use it but it's, it's just an, it's a <laughs> 
I don't know if you want it's, to say it, but no, yeah, definitely. No, I had a uh, so there's a guy I play with. He's uh, actually just got him up to champ three. Uh, I I'd say he's a pretty similar story to to Flash, where he's put in a lot of time over the last couple months trying to grind from low diamond. Now he's up to champ three, the highest he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's funny. I used the word air drag recently because I think I was watching a lot of Johnny Johnny Boy that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's like, "What is an air drag?" And I was like, "It's basically <laughs> just an air dribble." But it's uh, I think the biggest difference that a lot of people have tried to peg it. Whereas an air dribble is, you know, the kind of multi-touch where you keep touching the ball in the air like five or six times. Whereas Mm -hmm. an air drag is that beautifully smooth, just like the ball does not stop from like riding on the top front of your hood as you fly through the air. Uh, And that that to me is my distinction. But uh, in general, (laughs) I find people kind of use it interchangeably. Especially since I feel like it's a UK, like a a term, but Mm -hmm. even there they use it interchangeably. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I kind of, I kind of like that distinction. That's right. it. Really sounds like you're. Uh, listen, you're listen. I haven't been practicing my air drills. I've been practicing my air drags. Um, yep. <laughs> I heard that you got one uh, yesterday. I think. Wow. Really I, I, okay, so I don't know if Kamo heard about this. I did. Okay, no. what did I do? I did. Where is the pro- I did a sideways flip, and okay. kept boosting, and then managed to like hit it. That was one of the nice goals I scored. But then another one is. Wait, what did I do? I, I jumped. I jumped off the wall, flipped mm-hmm. around to like I did a full 360 spin to where my nose was pointing. So I was on the back wall of like near the corner b- behind the net, or mm-hmm. if you can imagine that. I did a 360 yeah. spin, managed to get it on my nose, and then air dribble it towards the net and score it. So I was pretty happy because wow. it was the first time I did that. It wasn't yeah, replay later. It wasn't in a game though, so <laughs> it was just like a practice thing. But it was uh, it was just me running around in practice mode, and then I happened to do nice. it, and I was like, whoa, this was cool. All right. You're getting way too good at these mechanics. I gotta say it. <laughs> I'm getting way too good. Oh my goodness. But it's you know what it is. And we're okay. So we discussed this. Actually, this is good. This is good beginners corn topic. Um, <laughs> yep. The other day we were talking about this. I'm like, so because uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that people who are diamond one um, mm-hmm. have learned a lot of more advanced mechanics. All right. But their sure. shooting is just not accurate. I don't know if you felt this, but I was thinking about this because I see a lot of people and they'll just miss and miss and miss. Yep. All right. And then they'll do an, like a, a ceiling shot, you know? Fair. And, and I think what it is, 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 and then I, and then I realized this because I started doing some like a little bit harder shooting practice from weird angles, mm-hmm. like some of the training packs. And I'm like, yep. I haven't practiced this in a while. Cause I've been worried about like, you know, aerials air and air dribbling and like wave dashes and half flips but like this is like simple stuff that prob- like that would help a lot that people don't practice enough. I don't know how you feel about it, but I gotta say I hundred percent agree with that because like I th- I think I can hit the hit the net usually like sometimes, <laughs> but like seeing some people they just it, if you ever miss it's an intentional back pass and yeah, off the yeah. backboard whereas. <laughs> Uh, I actually just taught the the, the Brock team uh, the term that I've been using for a long time, which I call the shot pass, uh, <laughs> and it. And I, I have always used it, and I, I think I had actually done, uh, accidentally done, like, quote, done one in our uh, one of our scrims last week. And uh, I was like, oh, look at that shot pass. And we scored this beautiful <laughs> goal from it. And uh, one of our, like, starting players is like, what is a shot pass? And I was like, oh, you know, like, when you, when you shoot for the top left corner, you miss it by an inch, and then it comes out beautifully for a perfect backboard pass that I definitely intentionally meant to do. Yep. Uh, so I, I've personally coined that term and will continue to use it because I think it is one of the most valuable techniques that you don't need to actually learn oh in you never learn that one that, that one just happens yeah. <laughs> every time you miss a shot it's a shot pass definitely 
I do think there's a lot to be said though for the the lacking shooting ability. Was that an audio skip? Huh. Who'd have thought? I wonder what they said in the gap. So when I picked up my Smurf, which I haven't played in a long time, um, I was shocked watching. I think I started at like Diamond Two or Diamond Three, and I was shocked when someone hit a flip reset on me, but then did not shoot the ball once on net the entire rest of the game. I think I won nine one, but he still flip reset it on me, and I was shocked when it happened. Uh, and I do think there's a lot to be said for that. And I know there's tons of videos on like how to get to GC with no mechanical skill and the vice versa of that. And um, mm-hmm. do either of you know who Gainer is? I don't know if either of you ever watched him on YouTube. I might have. No, I've seen a couple of those videos. Uh, so Gainer to me, and so I've used him when I've been coaching people because I do a lot of replay coaching, as he is the prime example of someone who has spent massive amounts of time on mechanics but has no systematic Rocket League skill whatsoever. He is a really? Diamond 3 player, and he mm-hmm. currently holds the world record time for the dribble challenge. He holds the world record time for dribbling, um, and he has now gotten to a point in his uh, like quote career that he can air dribble in free play with unlimited boost nonstop without dropping the ball, and he can just hold the ball up in the air. Wow. Uh, which is that blows my mind. I'm not no, anywhere near that kind of uh, mechanical capabilities, but he is a Diamond 3 player, which um, wow. floors me to think about. So <laughs> Well, I think I think I want to say this, and I, I I was discussing this the other day too. I I think like saying like learning how to shoot properly and pass properly is a mechanic. Like I want to say it's a mechanic because it's actually a skill that people don't practice but should be practiced and can be practiced. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone <laughs> likes to do the flashy flip reset off the ceiling shot. And it's a double touch, but like sometimes you just got to be able to hit the ball towards the net. <laughs> in the corner where the person isn't like i you know? or even on an open net the amount of open nets that are just yep. missed so like I even fe- in diamond three <laughs> i feel it's, like it's uh i feel like because this reminds me of when i played soccer right and it feels like you know there's all these people they can do like a you know rainbow like rainbow like over your mm-hmm. head you know mm-hmm. spin mm-hmm. do the maradona spin um all these like crazy moves cuts you know do yep. like dribbles and stuff but then it's like but like if you can't hit the ball into the corner where you want it you yep. know that's not you're not doing your skill is not as yeah it's your skill that other skill might not be as helpful if you can't pass it and work with the other with your players like that's a skill that needs to be learned as well you know mm-hmm. yeah um and while it i don't think it's intensive like some 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 part of me feels like those videos that you're like going into like hey this you know i got to here with no mechanics it's like no you know rotation you know passing <laughs> and you know shooting like that's like you should be able to get to champ with that. I don't know. Like that's why I'm almost. There. <laughs> that's why you're almost a champ. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I don't know how Cabo feels about this, but uh, no. The I, I think definitely. Uh, I think you actually you said it really well last week in your podcast talking about how you really like the ability to be able to practice wave dashes. So you can do like a hundred in a couple minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and little things like that. Like those, they're not remotely flashy. They're not. Uh, they're not going to win you any like Rocket Daily like twenty five dollar awards or anything like that. But you're you're going to be a much much stronger player. I think that's the main thing I've really been working on with the Brock team is recovery times. And that's yeah. and again you guys were talking about it last time is um, and it's funny I think uh, I think you had made a comment flash where you're like you, sometimes you can just trust your goalie and so you can take your time getting back. And uh, it's funny as soon as you get to like a like even a champ level, mm-hmm. it, it, you wasting half a second is most likely going to cost a goal. Uh, yeah. And and it's it's those little things where it's like I don't care if the players that I'm playing with or coaching or whatever I'm doing can do a flip reset or uh, can out dribble or like 
wave dash cut or whatever they're they're looking to do. I just care that they can rotate well, they can shoot the ball decently enough. They look for passes was a massive one. The difference mm-hmm. between like champ one and champ three, it to me is almost entirely passing. Like I can go to champ one and I could potentially get slapped just because players are mechanically gifted if my team isn't passing. But then mm-hmm. I can go to the exact same like I have not gained any skill, but I could play at a GC level game. And if my team is passing, we will like decimate 1700, 1800 MMR teams. So uh, the, I, I think I, I think there is definitely a lot to be said versus the mechanical versus like just kind of fine, not easy, but uh, like often used mechanics. Definitely. Yeah, awesome. like a perfect example of those. Uh, just getting the fast recoveries is in two of my games. A two set or no one one of my games. I was just slightly off uh, and i wasn't playing like incredibly well um but there was two goals that uh were let in and the reason was because i was one car length away <laughs> after trying to come back from like the full distance uh full distance of like the other net after shooting and trying to get back right so just if i was that tiny bit faster i would have had the save but mm-hmm. because i didn't we lost the game down you got it. Uh, i think it was one goal mm-hmm. I know we're like gonna get into WSU later, but uh, that was one of the like biggest losses in in EU was actually just a rotational error. If you go back and look at the the winners final, and like mm-hmm. we can talk about it a little later, but uh, it's it even shows at the pro level of if you make even like the slightest rotational error, which is not a, ultimately not a mechanic that is generally called a mechanic, but uh, going with flash, I completely agree. I think it is an actual mechanical skill that needs to be learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, it costs you at the what a hundred thousand dollar level right so yeah i i think though i i do want to say this i do want to make this and maybe this is just my starcraft related mind thinking but um with in starcraft there's there's strategy and then there's mechanics right mm-hmm. so mechanic mm-hmm. is, is is the physical inputs that you're putting into the computer um like really quickly multiple t- like the multitasking all that uh, little things like stutter stepping back in back in StarCraft days, and the strategy would be like, where am I gonna put my units? Because we're two armies, and I have to outposition you, right? Or which <laughs> units do I choose, right? So that's why I've kind of made the distinction that I feel like mechanics or anything in the game, um, like, like let's say like the strategy or the tactics would be, I'm about to go for a shot. Do I shoot it? Do I pass it? Or like, do I shoot a top corner? Do I shoot a left corner? You know, I feel that's <laughs> like a strategy thing, right? <laughs> And then I feel like um, being able to shoot it where I want to shoot it or being able to pass it where I want to pass it is the mechanic of that strategy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. and so what I want to say is rotation to me feels like something that's more strategic or something that's more like tactical, basically something you got to know, right? Yeah. Like I don't think, I think once you know where to be positioning yourself in different situations, I don't think it's mm-hmm. necessarily too difficult to get to that place. You know what I mean? Your mechanics yeah. would help you get to that place faster, but I don't think, I think that's actually, I would categorize anyways as something more strategic, if that makes sense. That makes sense. And then I would say that the, uh, the mechanic behind that strategy would even just be recovery time and being able to, uh, you know, orient your car so that you're facing downwards uh, when you land on the wall or being able to do the wave dashes or just get up to speed at the fastest possible uh, time, right? Yeah, at least that's my sense on it. Combo, you have any thoughts? No, I think that's a, I think it's a pretty good way to put it. I not often I, do I think people talk about strategy enough because I think that's especially when you're watching pro rocket league, uh, uh, especially when you're watching pro rocket league. That's one of the things that you don't you can't really see right you just see mm-hmm. these three players that are just simply rotating around, hitting the ball quite hard, making nice yeah. passing plays, and scoring generally 
pretty nice goals. Um, and it, it's that background work. It's that's why coaches exist. That's why replay and analysts exist. That's why we have people commentating in the first place because there's actually something extra to talk about. It's not just who hits the ball the hardest, the most accurately. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the trying to qual- like quantify that as a, as a strategy, I think works quite well. All right, uh, we're gonna actually move on. Uh, that was a great discussion. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for contributing. Um, we're gonna move on. This is our ASAP Trade Center. All right, we are we are we're in the newsroom. All right, we have the, uh, the trade deadline coming up, um, but we're just gonna talk about some of the big trades that happened recently. So I'm gonna start off with a lot, which is by far one of my I enjoy a lot watching a lot a lot because uh, he is just. <laughs> He's a cherry picker in like you'll just see him sitting on someone's like backboard and then just jump out and tip the ball tip, tip the ball in all the time. But he has moved from uh complexity gaming to mouse esports. Um mm-hmm. and so he's wow. now with Alex uh 161 and Tigre. Um so if you have any thoughts on that trade, I don't know how comfortable you are with that team. You got anything combo? No, not really. I, I I'm definitely a big move, but I uh, I definitely kind of more live in the the, the, the NA RLCAS yeah. sphere. Okay. But uh, I'll say this uh, much, if if I may, I I do like mouse esports. They've been in the esports scene for a long time, so definitely. Um, it's not by it's not by any means a new organization. And Complexity, while really well known organization, mouse esports is also quite well known. So. Uh, um, Definitely, and it also seems like when they signed a lot, they also let go of Skyline. So if there's any Skyline fans, uh, unfortunately, yeah, um, that was the the big move I saw. I actually I thought Skyline was had a decent future at least coming forward, and uh, that was a bit of a big move that I didn't, I, I truthfully didn't expect at least for that move. Well, and the truth is, it's still early, so there's still a chance, mm-hmm. right? The Skyline mm-hmm. is um, been traded to something else, maybe. Well, no, someone's picked them up because it looks like he's yeah. just he just was dropped. Yeah, to my knowledge. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, next move, next big move is Drip A from Chiefs uh, Chiefs Esports Clubs went to Evil Geniuses. So mm-hmm. um, now Evil, let, let, okay, listen to this lineup. Right, we have Corrupted G, Classics, and Drip A all on the same team. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, Chicago was was a pretty big, you know, like I guess he was pretty big player, but Drip is not a bad replacement. No, mm-hmm. not at all. It'll be interesting to see uh, how team dynamic comes into play there, uh, and just whether or not they can, um, you know, work together to really improve. I guess become one of those top three teams. I was actually pretty surprised. I've been a big Corrupted G fan for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. I actually think Drip A plays a very, very similar style to Corrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was a bit of a surprise for me for the pickup. Also, let alone picking up a player from OCE for an NA team. It just mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind into a million pieces, but um, I, it, it's a lot of talent packing on that team right now. Uh, I think is. that was what people expected from uh, Team Vitality uh, as well, where like there's a lot of individual talent on that team. Uh, yeah. And so if they can, I don't know, I, I, to my knowledge, I don't even think they have a, a coach uh, that's like that, like known. I, I think they just have EG coaches, but uh, if they have a coach that can kind of rein that in and turn that around, I think they could be a, like a major, major player coming forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I've always been an EG fan, uh, mm-hmm. just because of my past, uh, you know, StarCraft days. So I keep mentioning it today. I feel like a lot of StarCrafts have mentioned today, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but no, I I I'm really excited to to see what this team is um, and how they do. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can yeah. kind of keep pushing past this. Is that um, if that's all right with you guys? 
Yep. True. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no. This is one thing I was gonna say. You said that was a, like a surprise for an OCE player, but the one mm-hmm. nice thing that OCE does have going for it is you don't have a language barrier. Um, True. So, yeah. Actually, yeah. So while some uh, German and French teams have like a little more difficulty, or English might be a second language, right? OCE, you still you know you're still speaking English, even though it's a <laughs> there might be a heavy accent, but still it's still all the same <laughs> language, right? Um, yeah. Like we have a Canadian, an American, and someone from Australia, so. Um, I don't know how recently you put your list together, but the big one that I was actually reading yes. today when I was looking at one of the edited articles was uh, the potential picking up of uh, Team Savage. I don't know if you heard about that or not. Oh, uh, really? They might yeah. So there's some rumors that uh, FC Barcelona is looking to pick them up, which, is, wow. yeah, which is pretty interesting. So That would be amazing. Uh, I was just looking yeah. at Savage earlier today, and I was like, this is an amazing team. This, this looks really good, and I definitely want to get into Savage a little later, especially after. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're keeping it keeping it yeah. quiet for a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna go on there. We had, we do have one really big more point to to talk about in the transfers. We have K dot um, moving yep. over to RV or Vitality, as I like to call them. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so right now, if you look if you look at the Vitality roster, Fairy Peak, Scrub Killer, and K dot. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's uh. It's gonna be a flashy that's team. A team. That's yep. That's gonna be a team to contest with. Definitely. Um, I don't know how much like of the Rocket League esports you guys used to watch, uh, mm-hmm. especially before even before RLCS. I don't know how into the scene either of you were, mm-hmm. um, but uh, in my like playing days, I was uh, competing weekly in uh, the Nexus two v two tournaments. They're hundred bucks, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a weekly tournament. And consistently, my partner and I would make it to the finals. And consistently, we'd be playing against Fairy Peak and Kdop. Um, <laughs> they they were still to this day. Are generally regarded as one of the best duos in rocket league huh. and wow. yes they won in the i think there was 21 tournaments ran that year and they won 19 of them this, uh, wow. this so, is looking uh, more and more yeah. scary because you're telling me they have experience playing with each other that's but, oh, like two years yeah. of experience playing with oh each other I, I think they live i think they came from the same city actually i think they live quite close to each other in their family homes uh wow. so yeah so they okay. i was shocked when they split and now like to me no surprise i actually feel if anything i feel like it was probably fairy peak who uh, kind of organize the move to bring them in. So. I can see that. This is Plus so we have the, um... two of the best ones players, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's two of them have been the best twos players. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they're probably going to be a team to contend with. And um, yep. definitely. Yeah, it really we'll depends on like can they figure out the threes, the threes. and how That's to really, play around yeah. each other. But mechanically, <laughs> like you're talking about some of the best. I yeah. think the most gifted RLCS yeah, most... right now by far. If there was a team of, see, I was about to say, if there was a team of individuals, this would be it. But if you said two of them have played extensively with each other, this is looking more and more scary as a team. Mm-hmm. We haven't exactly. seen them play together in over a year, like to, in my knowledge, at least. Like, I don't watch any of their like streams. I don't even know if either of them do stream. Uh, I'm just I'm pretty distant from EU, but uh, I'm really excited to see them start playing together again. All right. Okay, yeah. that's our trade center. So uh, that that was good. I like it. Went went nice and well um i you know what i'm kind of it's cool that like i feel like rocket league is really nice because they have a lot of these trades going on after every championship and it kind of feels like a sports uh related (laughs) thing you know i don't know if you ever watched like uh, deadline day in in, uh, soccer or in hockey right oh yeah Um, but uh i i just i I really enjoy it because it feels like everyone's moving where's where are they going if someone gets dropped are they getting picked up it's it's really it's really cool and i'm at least for a fan so 
Definitely. Um, I think it's been the biggest offseason we've had so far, by far, in terms of movements, other than the early, like, season one and season two, when <laughs> no one could keep a roster because contracts didn't really exist. But uh, <laughs> now, in the, watching these moves, there are some big names being shuffled. Yep. This is going to be an amazing uh, next couple months of just watching how these teams, like, actually grow and figure figure everything out. It's going to be so much so much amazing Rock League coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, this, is, this has been pretty crazy all right let's get into it so i i've been a little bit uh out of the loop for the last couple of days um uh before we get into tournaments or was this is this related to tournament results wabbits this is related to tournament results <laughs> oh, okay so related. we're just gonna do wagon segment um let's start off with the controversy i'm gonna cue mm-hmm. the music all right <laughs> just just for reference for people who haven't heard our, our podcast in its totality before right not just last week but we have uh the artifact one as well we have a segment we called updates and drama all right uh and so we're gonna roll the roll our intro to that and then mm-hmm. uh wabbits we're gonna have you talk about it updates and drama Updates and drama. So welcome to updates and drama. Um, there's been a lot of drama with the WSOE tournament. Uh, the the games themselves won. Obviously, there's been some pretty amazing games, but there's been some some bad. Uh, I don't know. People aren't really happy with it, especially not the players. Um, on the European side, at least, uh, because what happened was a lot of them uh, in the later games ended up having to play at 3, 4, or 5 a.m. for them all the way through the night after 10 hours. Mm-hmm. It was not planned well. Um, I, nobody really knows why. Uh, it Like, they didn't just do it a couple hours earlier, like five hours earlier, uh, started for five hours earlier for the EU side. And just you know, let them run. Um, it was just some really bad mistakes, and it really affected the uh, the outcome. Um, I think I want to mention that later, though. <laughs> Combo, you got any really yeah, nice? Um, I, I was, do you want to chat about Savage at all? About towards the end, or yeah, I was thinking towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was. I, so I actually didn't catch uh, EU live. Uh, luckily um and i was shocked the next day to see just how late it ran when i was reading yeah. into it uh because i didn't even know it was going to run that late uh i wasn't sure as to what time it was starting for many of the players over there but uh yep. the, a lot of the comments i was seeing were people trying to give kind of fixes to this problem because the same thing ultimately happens in our lcs where obviously it's not going that late in the day for them but why is it always that eu has to play on the sundays uh yep. where then they have to come and do whatever they do with their lives generally a lot of them are students um mm-hmm. and then have to go to school on the monday so for having an eu tournament run that late into the night of before for almost all of the players a school day uh it blew my mind i cannot believe the the oversight that would have happened for that yeah like it was just terrible and speaking of the the school um like people having school let's just talk about savage because um who was it was it alpha Mm -hmm. alpha yep yeah he had an exam the next day so they actually made it to the losers finals uh they were in um like they could have contested for uh, the like the spot to make it to LA for the hundred thousand, um, 
and but for like before the losers losers finals uh alpha decided i can't wait another hour and a half before uh this loser semis finishes i need to sleep to finish uh, like to actually be able to write this exam so they had to drop mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah meaning that the loser semis then went to the or, or acted as a losers finals um and savage like team savage just completely dropped out of it giving up the chance at this at this tournament and then this another is... little bit of drama that happens okay. with this oh it keeps on going it keeps it going goes deep. Oh, right. <laughs> oh it does to me it gets worse if i had to yeah. say <laughs> so in the loser semis we had P, uh, psg and team vitality um okay. and what happens here is uh psg was up 3-0 and they were completely expecting this to be a 3-0 match uh a best of uh, yeah best five um because that's that's what they were told um but because savage dropped out this game was now considered the losers finals (laughs) and in the uh (laughs) in the i think i guess the um, description of the rules the losers finals had to be a best of seven you got it it's the it's the has to be a best of seven is what locked that down yeah so none i think neither of these teams were told that they were running a best of seven i um, i've so i've been just like scouring reddit pages especially the same. reddit like feed between and it seems as if a lot of people are saying that vitality knew um mm-hmm. beforehand but it didn't seem like PSG knew, uh, which is very interesting, but apparently they were all in the same room when it was announced, according to other things. So we don't have an, to my knowledge, we don't have an actual answer as to who knew what for it, Uh, but it seemed to have happened very fast uh, of what was coming down. And I cannot imagine the the kind of mental gymnastics the teams were having to do to try and work through. Oh yeah, especially going from, hey, we just beat them, now it's time to prepare for Losers Finals, Mm -hmm. to, oh wait, we have another game, this is Losers Finals. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's that's I pretty believe... crazy. And then, so what? So it was three nothing, and then just kept going. So they yeah. had to keep going. So the and then the main chat was with whether or not PSG was going to get reverse swept because in their last RLCS <laughs> season, I think they reverse swept three of their seven games or something like that. So three of their seven Ooh. matches. Uh, so they have a like a like a history of being reverse swept. And Vitality mm-hmm. did take two games, so um, yeah. <laughs> it, they they started the trend for sure. But PSG <laughs> got out of it. Right. They finally made that last game count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna, if I, if I may, I'm just gonna go over the mm-hmm. teams that have qualified for this uh, tournament. Um, yep. It's coming up on the 26th, so you mark your calendars ten days from now. Um, we have invited the invited teams first: Cloud9, Energy, Dignitas, Team Solomid. Uh, Team Solomid, mm-hmm. just so you're aware, remember it's uh, it's the um, Weedem Girls. Weedem Girls. <laughs> A roster now under Team Solo. The cutest picture is now gone. It's now gone. No, the best, the best team jersey is now gone. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we have Chiefs Esports Club, um, uh, and that was all. In, and then uh, apparently there's still a South American team. I th- they, there is a South American. They must be running. They're doing qualifiers. Yeah. So they are doing qualifiers. Okay, because here it says invited, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, who, it seems it seems like they'll do their own qualifiers and have that team. Then we have EU. Mm-hmm. Um, E3 is in and Paris is in for NA. You mean F3? Sorry? Flip side, I think you mean F3? Flip side. Oh, wow. I, this is, listen. All right. Here's a secret. <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw the dot and then I completely just read it as an. It, is, it is a picture <laughs> for right, sure. I'll give F. you that. F.3. All right. 
It confused yep. me, all right? I thought it was like just like a, <laughs> a flare. No, a flip side tactics makes a lot more sense than some team I haven't heard of. I, he threw a tournament, anyway. Um, yeah. It's a conference. It's a conference. <laughs> it's a yeah. fighting game. Um, all right. Uh, then we got, we got uh, PSG, so we just talked mm-hmm. about that. Um, before I talk about the North American ones, can we just go over how you thought uh, Flipside and Paris played overall? Uh, combo, you got anything for that? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I, I only really got to catch some of the highlights of the, the EU side, at least, but I was happily impressed with uh, PSG. I've always kind of had a soft spot for them. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of how their uh, the whole Bluey controversy existed beforehand and how he's a bit of a diva, in my opinion. But um, Fruity has, has really, I think, been a, a nice addition. Um, and I think for me, at least, watching Chausset get better and better and better every single time I see him compete at a pro level, even though like I would call him PSG's like quote third. Um, I mm-hmm. think he is so much fun to watch because he's one of the most structured and steady players ever. I don't think he made a single mistake in the entire qualifiers, That's... in my opinion. So uh, wow. it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and then uh, we're gonna move on to the NA. So we had G two make it through. Um, mm-hmm. Rizzo, Jnabs, Chicago, new roster. They're doing all right. New roster. Yeah. Yeah. After the uh, the cron drop. <laughs> and we had Afterthought make it through. Here, I want to I want to get your thoughts on Afterthought. Is this a is are any of those play, these players known from beforehand? At least to you, combo. So they are very fresh. Uh, I only know of Shock uh, from the tournament scene. Of uh, I've seen them win a couple of the the NA weeklies, things like that. Um, I only knew of the about them beforehand because they won the Renegade Cup. Um, wow. So uh, that was the only reason that I uh, I saw them coming up because so the, the the website that I wrote right for they have sponsored one of the Renegade Cups, and so mm-hmm. I was watching Afterthought tear through. Uh, and I was shocked looking at them, and I had actually just made a joke to my well, my girlfriend was the one actually who made the joke when she saw their name of saying that it was a pretty fitting name for their team, and I think they're trying to take praise from the leftovers back in RLCS season three because um, they're they're the quote afterthought of many pro teams. But um, I was shocked looking at uh, just their their play style. They they seem so natural and confident, especially against some of their big games like against rogue against bread like they mm-hmm. dominated bread and i i had actually quite high hopes for bread this uh, this run through but uh i was i was shocked seeing that for sure awesome and then how was g2 looking g2 looking pretty good uh, in my opinion, at least, I think G2 is struggling a bit to, to find how they're going to play with Chicago. It's, it's hard to say anything bad about Chicago from his mm-hmm. talent, but uh, I, I say give them time. And especially now that they have a little time off before they get to the, the land, I think they're going to come in flying uh, through this. They uh, clearly not losing a game throughout the, sorry, not losing a match throughout the entire cool. uh, qualifier tells you something. Uh, and I think it's, I think they, to me, at least as of right now, are one of those, uh, one of kind of the the team vitality equivalents in in na where they are just three very talented players um who i find especially rizzo is generally underpraised for his talent and i think that just comes a bit from his uh youtube personality that people generally look at him as the funny guy and not as the in my opinion quite consistently talented player mm-hmm. so i'm just looking you... at some of these names uh <laughs> compadres uh amazing i love it uh upper 90 nice yep. nice uh, 
they have they have like 15 uh, teams throughout most competitive Rocket League. They're a massive, I'd say probably the biggest Rocket League organization right now. Cool. Um, they never they haven't picked up any pro teams or anything like that, but uh, very prevalent in the the ranked scene for sure. So. Yeah, and then I'm looking at Rogue. Um, they they did they did all right, kinda. They did two and two, so I guess not bad. It, was, it wasn't bad, but it's nothing. I mean, they just had the Krenovi right come over, mm-hmm. so um, it, it would be a good thing to keep an eye on them as the uh, as the competitive scene kind of picks up from 2019. Eh? Definitely, I was. Uh, if anything, I think I was the most impressed, especially looking at just highly in general like trying to set in and how how well they actually did play um i was the most impressed by perfect storm and they they made it all the way to the losers final but uh and there are they are same thing three very talented players with not a lot of time played between them but uh i'm a huge chrome fan and and it's hard not to love jacob so uh it was a lot of fun watching <laughs> them go through for sure that's good all right it's, I'm, I'm excited for this main tournament it seems like mm-hmm. it seems like yeah. uh, it's gonna be a good a good kind of way to way to open, open up the year right eh? Yeah, definitely. Okay, especially because the teams will have like a whole, almost a month of actually playing together, uh, rather than, than just a couple four yeah. days for some of them. Yep, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna end our kind of tournament or update and drama section thing mm-hmm. um, that we did this week. We just brought it back just for this. I don't think we'll be a, a mainstay. We'll have to make some new uh, segment clips. All right. I think that's uh, <laughs> that'll be a goal for the future. Um, nice. Let's get into combo. I want uh, just because we have you on, um, and we don't know if we'll have you on next week, um, so we'll be sure. You know, this uh, we'll be sure to talk about things that you did with Rocket League this year uh, in particular. Um, I want you to talk about kind of how you felt the whole Rocky Sports Collegiate Run kind of went, mm-hmm. um, and then your thoughts kind of on the collegiate scene afterwards in general. Definitely. Yeah, uh, so it was a, a very like rude awakening hopping hopping into collegiate rocket league where uh, I think there was a bit of uh, it was a little interesting especially with how I joined the team whereas the team uh, to, I know you know this flash but the team was already formed when I uh, had come onto the scene so I was more than excited to, to just be a coach and have more of a passive role maybe be a manager help set up games uh, so it was definitely a, a bit of a, an interesting experience when I was explaining my ranks and my past to, to the, the, the team's captain, Jer, at the time. Uh, and he was, like, very eager for me to play with him. Uh, so, and I was, like, a little confused as to, like, okay, like, I don't know how to, why I have to prove my playing ability if I want to be a coach, but sure, like, we can go for this. Um, until I found out that I was the only, like, grand champion actually uh, vying to be a part of the organization. So um, very much wanted me to, to play on the team. So uh, I was excited to get going, and I was happy to jump in. So I can just talk a bit about the the beginning of our uh, journey when we started. So we only had a week and a half to play together as a team before CRL started. Uh, And so how CRL works is they have two uh, different weekend qualifiers uh, where they only take, uh, I believe it was four teams, I think, from each qualifier or two teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And so not a lot of opportunity to to play in. There was, I think, 460 schools signed up for it. So... uh, 
Yeah, well, not schools, sorry, teams. Most yeah. several schools have multiple teams, but uh, so definitely not an easy uh, ask to hop in. So I remember we, in the first weekend, we hopped into the day and uh, it's basically it's a two-day qualifier. You have, obviously, it's double elimination, so you have your winners and your losers. Uh, if you go 6-0, and oh, you've already qualified, so it actually isn't that long um, to get in because mm-hmm. um, it's the top two that qualify from winners and the top two that qualify from losers that move on from both weekends, so they have a total mm-hmm. Um so our first day, I think we went we went two and zero, and then lost in the finals of the first day to move into what's called the excuse me the final bracket. Uh, we lost to Carlton, went down to the losers bracket, uh, and we ended up I think we ended up playing against uh, Akron, which is one of the world's best teams. They just their school just won CRL uh, the national championships, so uh, wow. we got, got beat by them. But all right, we, I, all right, hold on, hold on. I just want I just want to interrupt. Um, yeah. Just to build the drama a bit, all right? Ooh, um, okay. Because is- I am a Carleton graduate, um, <laughs> and so this was me at a new university, right? I just put the <laughs> club together, you know? I threw in my team, and I'm like, this is it. Who's going to stop us, all right? And then it happened to be my old, you know, my old university beating us out for the winners uh, in the winners match. Um, and like I, I, think, said, I didn't even know that. And I think, I think in because this was the first qualifier. This is the first qualifier. So I think this story continues, but I'll let you continue. It does. It does. Uh, so uh, we so we're, we're upset, but that's okay. We we get put out. We were pretty happy with our performance against Akron. Uh, we put a couple scrims that week, tried to move our rosters about, around a bit because we had four players, and obviously uh, most pro Rocket League is 3v3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we still stuck with our same starting roster, but the issue coming into the second uh, qualifier the next weekend was that uh, our starting roster was myself, uh, and then his name is Jer, and then his other, uh, our other starter is Cruncho, uh, and our sub is Amplaka. So uh, my Myself, uh, at the time, I think I was around C3 because I, I literally just started playing again. Uh, Jer was a low C3 and Cruncher was a high C3. Uh, and Amplaka, I believe, was a low C2, high C1 at this point. So we stuck with the same starting roster, uh, went in, but Cruncho told us the day of the tournament <laughs> saying that he actually had another commitment that evening and wouldn't be able to play uh, if we went through the losers finals, whereas if we stayed in the winners, he would be able to stay just long enough for us to get all the way through. Um, so that was even more inspiration for us to want to <laughs> to, to play through. So we, we start again on Saturday. We have a killer run uh, through the, the starting of the bracket that day. So I have it open in front of me here. So we played ISU. Uh, we 2 them i think we like seven nothing and six one uh wow. i believe they were, they were about a diamond team but we came out swinging uh then we played purdue who we'd actually scrimmed twice that week uh and i think we traded both series uh throughout the, the week before so they're a good challenger uh and we two owed them as well i believe both games were really close i think it was three one and three two um and then we moved on and we knew that if we won uh against purdue there's a good chance we're playing Arbor Esports, which was the number one seed in that tournament. Um, and somehow they got beat 2-1 by the University of Minnesota. Uh, so we played them instead. And it was a hell of a series that went back and forth. We won 5-1. They won 4-1. And then in game three, we won an overtime. I think it was like five minutes of overtime. 3-1. <laughs> sorry, uh, 3-2. Sorry. Um, and so really big win. We were pumped. So we move into day two, excited to to uh, make our hopefully winner's bracket run so Crunchup can play all the way through. Um, and our very first match of the day is a against, you guessed it, the 
Carlton again. So we're, <laughs> we're like, okay, we got this, like we're ready. Um, and it, what ended up happening was uh, Cruncher actually got called earlier to leave. So we ended up starting with myself, Jaren, and Placa. Uh, mm-hmm. Played against Carlton. Uh, we won the first game 5-2, and then they beat us 2-1 in game two. So we moved into game three. Again, we had another five-minute overtime, uh, and they ended up scoring. I think we ended oh. up uh, like a, a pretty <laughs> crappy own goal bump kind of thing that Carlton ended up winning. And uh, luckily for them, they ended up qualifying and going through. I actually don't think they won a game in league play. They made it in. But uh, Whoa, yeah. the salt. I just felt the salt. <laughs> all right. All right. Keep going. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we were pretty upset because we, we thought we could have had a much better run in league play than Carlton did. But uh, it just so happened that we, we couldn't. Uh, not only did we not have our starting roster, but uh, we the, the problem was ultimately that Implac is actually a really good player. But myself, Jaren, and him didn't have a lot of time. And uh, played together, mm-hmm. so we just our rotations were not there. So, uh, anyways, uh, CRL continues. We go into open ladder, which is the top uh, two teams from a qualifying tournament making it as the wild card. Uh, mm-hmm. And but we needed to place in the top sixteen of four hundred to to make it into that tournament. Um, so we're excited. We ended up finishing the open ladder season fifteen and six. Uh, so we had we had a quite a good uh, turnout f- uh, and uh, record at the end. We the the problem is, and we have a lot of uh, salt <laughs> towards Tespa for this. Um, they don't work in a record uh, based league they work in an mmr based league so you get a certain amount of mmr based on the teams you play so uh and you have to opt into games you're not guaranteed you don't have to play every single game so we missed uh our mmr by the end of the season uh but for the qualifying week was at i think it was 1493 and the team above us who was 16th overall was 1495 uh their record was seven and three and our record was 15 and and six so we had played a significant amount more games than them and if we just hadn't played i think the week earlier we probably would have qualified um so we were pretty upset that it's easy to gain the system like that but ultimately that's what they feel is the best way to see the best teams so we didn't get to qualify it's all right we uh we, we move on we played a couple weekly tournaments had some good uh, runs and now we're into csl so um yeah, now we're we're starting up. We it's a seven game season. We're pretty excited. We I just I just did the kind of full rank check on all of our teams, and it turns out we're probably the highest ranked team. Uh, so we're hoping to have a seven and zero season, uh, and wow. then uh, qualify and move on. So we'll see. Okay. Nice. I yeah, like it. That's the that's our story. So, uh, in the middle of the season of uh, Open Ladder, we actually picked up a new player. So his name's Seavolts. Uh, he is mm-hmm. also a GC. Uh, so uh, the only issue is, is he's a PS4 player, and Rocket League keeps saying that we're getting cross-party platform, uh, sorry, cross-platform partying, and we're still not there, so we still can't play ranked with the poor kid. So um, scrimming has now become the the main way that we play, but obviously you need other teams to do that. So my life recently has been <laughs> engulfed in trying to plan scrims for us. Uh, so we have we've won tonight, and the team actually just canceled with me. So uh, oh. gotta love life, but uh, so we're working. on that but we're moving through um yeah thoughts in general though on on collegiate uh, rocket league i had a lot of problems with tespa uh our team definitely had a lot of salt and flash has access to our team chat so i'm sure he could he probably either saw it or could scroll back and see it yeah um but uh, i remember it was actually me that posted the photo saying we missed it by two mmr um and uh, i don't think the team really talked for the next two weeks or so after that <laughs> you know what that was oh. that was a good break i think i think you needed uh, two weeks to not talk at all i think that definitely uh, so yeah, so we were, we were pretty upset, but uh, that, that's life. So CSL, we're excited. It, this is a record-based uh, system, not a, an MMR-based system. We're getting so. we're getting some heat here. All right, let's let me just listen up. <laughs> so 
An interesting thing is, right, um, the Collegiate Rocket League system is is partnered with TESPA, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think we discussed this earlier, but the truth is, like, I, I think TESPA really cares more and Rocket League really cares more about the the people who qualify in the first two qualifiers. Um, you got it. For the actual league, I think that's really their focus. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure it kind of seems like this MMR thing is, th there's a paper being written about it, if I remember correctly. Um, so it seems more like a, a, a exper experimental league. Um, uh, okay. Because mm -hmm. at, on top of the top 16, don't they all play for like two spots, if I remember? Yeah, so they play for two wild card spots. Okay, so I think I think kind of the general consensus was, even though this was experimental, they're kind of hoping like the top four teams are the ones that are actually vying for those two spots do you know what i mean definitely mm -hmm. um i think i think that's why they're they're a little more experimental but um i think overall it kind of seems like we're saying well csl is also running this rocket league thing um and you know they're they're being fair to the players themselves uh, without you know trying things out i don't know yeah i i, 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 I think completely agree with you though i think i think if we um it, it's really tough to think like oh so this team literally what, they played 10 games yeah, and, and we played, we played uh, 20. 21 games, and then this team's going to go over because they've lost less, but you've... You know what doesn't make sense to me? Well, because they played the right people and lost the right people. You got it. You got it. That's exactly Yeah. It. So I remember our one of our... So we went 2-1, and one and because it's three games a week, and so we went 2-1 and one in our last week before it. Uh, and so we still felt pretty good because I think we played two pretty high teams and one low team, and we beat the two high teams and lost to the low team. And it was the loss so, of the low so team we, that probably um, sealed your fate. decimated our MMR. Um, yeah. so the main thing, and like, I tried really hard to, to sell this to the boys, and like, I think this is, I hope it made it, them feel better, and I, I think it did, but um, ultimately, the, if we were to able to prove ourselves and beat the pesky Carlton and either of the qualifiers, <laughs> then uh, ultimately it wouldn't have been our problem. We, we, we wouldn't have had to worry about it, and we, we could have moved on. Um, but I will say, uh, and this is a conversation for another day, but Brock Residence Wi-Fi has been a, definitely another big problem for a lot of our esports teams. Uh, weekends are playable for most of us, but uh, weekdays are quite hard. Uh, and CRL ran on Mondays and Tuesdays, so I actually think we would have been quite bad at CRL if, if that were to happen, uh, mm. because we have two players, including myself, that live on Residence. So uh, I think the truth is, if, if I mean, if we don't get any wired internet in the future, um, we should probably push to having all those games played on someone's uh, internet, <laughs> someone's yes. wired internet. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. No, that's good. It's good to hear the story, kind of from your perspective, because um, I kind of I follow around briefly, but it's, it's nice also for our listeners to kind of hear what collegiate rock leagues like. Um, it's, it's a blast if, if anyone if any of the listeners are are at a like a college university and are aspiring rocket league players it's it's honestly for all ranks like i don't want to discourage anyone from trying to to participate just because they're in platinum or diamond or whatever they're doing like we are a fairly high-ranked team and it, it shows because we do quite well but uh we also see a lot of diamond teams who are also not like they're not just losing every single game like they are still winning quite a few games so there's clearly a, a good mix of ranks in in there so regardless of if you make it and win the prize the 75 grand prize pool or you just play open ladder and have fun it's, it's a lot of fun to play organized rocket league definitely it's a different kind of stress that i don't think a lot of people get to to work through and it, it definitely yeah, was it's not a lot of fun for it's me a little different. so you got it so. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and i'm sure it's fun to find uh, if you are in at university to find yourself yeah. and some friends and just play a league 
you got yeah. so we actually made a lot of really good friends just from ladder so uh, it's a, a long story i'm not going to get into but i used to coach uh, a, a kid that i didn't know his age at all i just used to do a bi-weekly replay coaching for him okay. uh, mm -hmm. and i sent him a message after we hadn't talked for a couple months being like oh by the way like we're like i'm i'm at, you know, a university student we're looking to qualify like i'll let you know if we're on stream because i know you said you always I, he always said he wanted to watch me play uh and he's like oh no way like i'm also trying to qualify and so i found i thought he was like a younger kid but i found out he's a student at uh u cincinnati Oh. Uh, and so now the Cincinnati team and the Brock team have all become like really good friends that I can come on at any day and see that like two like one of my guys one of their guys are playing or like I'll play with some of the Cincinnati team so uh, it's a really good way to make friends as well which has been awesome cool awesome that's, yeah. that's been great I, this is uh, enlightening I don't know about you Abbott do you have any thoughts on this all that actually sounds really cool um, I should probably start to talk with the Rock League team more <laughs> well, Abbott been, has been trying to worm his way all right no, and find higher level players to play with so he can get better. Was that an audio skip? Huh. Who'd have thought? I wonder what they said in the gap. Um, <laughs> all right, and we're back with the Rogley Podcast. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what happened on the break. Um, oh, that's for sure only that for the two people too. who were here. That part's got to be like empty spaces. Can't be uh, just a sudden. There cut. will be empty spaces, <laughs> and we will come back. And you know what? Here we are. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, what a great story about collegiate rock league. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. yeah, no, uh, I, you know what, this, like, we're going to, we have to start Carlton rivalry, Cincinnati friendship, you know, definitely in our Twitter posts. That's where we're going to, we're going to add all those schools. All right. Just cause we talked about, it. all right, we've got one last thing to talk about nice and quick. Um, are you guys ready to play me on the switch? Cause, uh, we so do great. have cross platform play available for <laughs> xbox and switch now so oh yeah it's exciting mm -hmm. uh one like claim to fame i have at one point i was number one ranked in the world on nintendo switch oh, let's go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the amazing. best yeah. this is this <laughs> this is the best nintendo switch player the best right nintendo <laughs> switch player this is what we're calling it. i got the name of the podcast all right <laughs> all right we're gonna name it whatever and it's gonna be featuring the best nintendo switch player combo <laughs> Number um, one in NA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it three days after it came out on Switch. Uh, Was that an audio skip? Huh. Who'd have thought? I wonder what they said in the gap. We're good. <laughs> oh, man. There's going to be a lot of editing in this episode. All right. I think I think it's Gaps in Memory. That's the name of this episode. Featuring the best <laughs> Nintendo Switch player. Smiley face combo. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I think we're good. I think this has been a great show. I don't know about you two. You two, any last final thoughts? Uh, I guess the only thing I got to say is the uh, completely out of the blue DreamHack. Um, oh, yes. Actually, let's talk about that. DreamHack. Yeah. yeah. DreamHack being cross-platform. It's open to every, everybody to play on anything. Uh, so well, Kamo, uh, as, as the best Nintendo Switch player... <laughs> um, are you ready to grab your three or four other Nintendo Switch players and uh... <laughs> other four in the world? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick them up. We got this. <laughs> you got this. Um, you're going to come in. Everyone else has their, you know, lagging their like giant PlayStation or Xboxes around. All right, you guys are just like in a corner, like you're playing Pokemon, but you're you're just, you know, we're actually running the tournament. We're yeah. running the tournament. 
Just the whole team. Everyone's like, oh, I keep losing to this team. Like, I can't even see them. Where are they? And you guys are just like <laughs> sitting in the hallway, huddled up, you know? All three of you. Not even using a pro controller, just using the, no, the, the Joy-Cons. Joy Joy <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I feel it. Pokemon Go on your off time. <laughs> There's actually a fourth switch that you guys rotate in and out when you guys are beating a team too badly. Um, all right. Combo, any final thoughts from you? No, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I uh, hope I didn't uh, bore you with my long stories of the collegiate ladder. No, this no, was, was good. Amazing. I think this is really good for people who don't know anything about collegiate uh, rock league. Because mm -hmm. I think if you want to sustain a pro scene, right, you definitely need some baseline. And uh, collegiate rock league is doing it quite well. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I think you have a lot of insight on the uh, the pro scene itself. You know mm -hmm. that, um, like I said, myself and. Wabbits, uh, we're just catching up now. You know, we're we're, yeah, we're really dashing all over the place. Yeah, we're, we're dashing, we're dashing. we're dashing all over the place. Um, another great name for the podcast, jeez. Um, but uh, put singers right now. You know, well, there was this time. I, I mean, I I probably should have stopped doing this, but we keep doing it. But we're, we're we just joke about like finding out what name we want to use for the podcast, and then on. I'll like name like three or four different things that can possibly be, but then some, come up with something even more clever afterward. <laughs> so just not use, still include all the clips of us talking about it. Yeah, and Chad then, is so confused that watching you say this is the name, and then twenty minutes later this is the name, and then it just <laughs> never is the name. That is exactly nope, what happens. If there's better. one thing that our podcast does correctly, is make sure <laughs> that you never know what the name is gonna be. Um, well, you see it at the start. <laughs> yeah, or I, I think there was a point when our, our first artifact episodes we had, what we do is the name would be at the end, there'd be like a break of sound where we didn't say anything. And then we like made a joke or something and then that would be the name. So like it'd be an <laughs> Easter egg that only people, um, you know, who listened to the full thing could possibly, you know, know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. You know what? Uh, if... The Brock team uh, can still be salty about uh, Tespa. I am still salty at you for making me say goodbye to myself. <laughs> Bringing that up. <laughs> that was one of the names of the episodes. Thought it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's sign off. Uh, my name is Flash. See y'all next week. See you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. Peanut butter. <laughs>